Welcome to Starkville Church of God. This is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you, strengthens you, and fills you with God's love so you can share with others. Enjoy the message. Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 1. If you got it, would you say amen? We'll read from the King James Version this morning. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about and behold there were many in the open valley and lo they were very dry and he said unto me son of man can these bones live and I answered O Lord God thou knowest again he said unto me prophesy upon these bones and say unto them O ye dry bones hear the word of the Lord Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, that ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied there was a noise, behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried, and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel and ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves O my people and brought you up out of your graves and shall put my spirit in you and ye shall live and I shall place you in your own land then shall ye know that I the Lord have spoken it and performed it saith the Lord I want to preach to you this morning on a familiar passage to probably a lot of you the valley of dry bones would you stretch your hands this way and pray for me as I do the same for you father I thank you for the praise the worship the giving Lord that has gone on so far I thank you for the opportunity that we have right now to break the bread of life together and I pray for every person under the sound of my voice Lord I pray that their hearts their minds spirits would be open and receptive to your word I pray the word of God would fall onto good ground and I pray it would produce a hundredfold harvest in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that you'd help me, Lord, as I preach your word. Give me the clarity of thought, the clarity of speech that I need. Lord, let the word of God be like fire shut up in my bones here today. And God, we thank you for all that you're going to do. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. And everybody said, amen. As you see, to turn around to three or four people, give them a fist bump and tell them, I'm glad to see you here this morning.
The book of Ezekiel is the only time Ezekiel is mentioned in the Scripture. He is not cited in the New Testament, though as we study the book of Revelation, we see much of what he said in the book of Revelation and the prophecies that he saw and gave. The name Ezekiel means God will strengthen. We know that Ezekiel was a priest as well as a prophet. We find that he ministered during the same time as Daniel and Jeremiah. Ezekiel's place of ministry and group was the group of Jews that was carried off in the second occasion that Babylonian troops carried off people from the southern kingdom. And God instructed Ezekiel in his ministry to do many strange things. In chapter 5 and verse 1, he shaved his head and his beard. Now, looking at me, you say, well, that doesn't, you look strange, but that doesn't seem that strange today. But in that culture, in that time, for a man, a prophet like that to shave his head and beard was definitely strange. In chapter 4, verses 4 through 8, he laid on his left side for 215 days and then his right side for 215 days. In chapter 24, verse 27, he lost his speech. In chapter 24, verses 15 through 24, he was not permitted to mourn at the death of his wife. In chapter 4 and verse 12, we find that he ate bread prepared in an unclean manner. And that unclean manner was, in fact, that that bread was baked using the fuel for the fire was human dung. Ezekiel had a very odd ministry. God asked him to do some very strange, strange things. So every once in a while, when you and I find ourselves in a strange situation, don't think that it's odd. Say, at least I'm not Ezekiel. (laughs) At least God has never asked you to cook bread over somebody else's poop. Somebody say amen. (laughs) Ezekiel's entire life was a sign to Israel that was used by God. And we find that in our in the chapter that we're taking as our text today, one of the most famous, really, uh, this and, and the wheel within a wheel, the valley of dry bones and the wheel within a wheel, really, when we think of Ezekiel, those are the two main things that we think about. This would probably be one or two. I don't know which one you could call them, 1A and 1B if you want to. But in this chapter, chapter 37, God took Ezekiel to the valley where he had taken him before. In chapter 3 and verse 22, God had had him there before, and that first time God had given him a message of doom. He gave him a message that impending judgment was going to come on Israel because of the sin that they had allowed in their nation. But now he's back in the same place, and God was giving him a message of restoration. I've got to stop for just a second, and I've got to say I'm so thankful today that every time within the Bible that I read that God gives a message of judgment, and he does do that. Man, y'all are quiet this morning. God does give messages of judgment. How many of you know that there's a message of judgment out there today that's waiting 
God says that there's coming a payday someday. God says there's coming a judgment. We've got to be ready. God gives messages of judgment. But everywhere you look in the Scripture, even in the Old Testament, every time God gives a message of judgment, there is also a promise of restoration that is available. I'm thankful today that though He is a just God, though He is a righteous God, that He is still a loving God, that He's still a merciful God, that He's still a forgiving God. And any and every time there is ever given a message of judgment, there is also given an opportunity to repent of the sins that are bringing on the judgment. And I don't know about you, but I am thankful on this Sunday after Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for the opportunity that God is still giving us to repent. If you're sitting in this place today upright, you've got breath in your body, there is still an opportunity for you to call out to God and find forgiveness and find hope and find restoration. Somebody say amen. Now here's the crazy part. We find he's back in the same valley that he was in chapter 3. And I'm just going to insert this very quickly in here. Sometimes God takes us back to places that we have been before. I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I try not to get too frustrated about a lot of things, but if there's one thing that really gets me frustrated sometimes, it's when I have to repeat something that I've already done. But I'm just going to put this out there and just warn you, sometimes, sometimes God's going to take you back to places that you've already been. Sometimes you're going to walk away from stuff. Sometimes you're going to leave something, and you're going to think, and you may even think that God's done told you that you're done with it. But sometimes God says, I'm not quite done with you in this place where you're at. That was just bonus. If you're taking notes, first thing I want us to look at this morning is that Israel was at their lowest point in history up until this time. Israel had had a wonderful past. We know that God had raised him up from a single man, Abraham. He had taken a man, a 100-year-old man and a 90-year-old woman and caused her to have a miraculous child named Isaac. Raised him up, taken them, incubate, put them in, in Egypt as an incubator. They had been in slavery for 450 years, but God delivered them. They possessed a land named Canaan. They had vineyards. God said, you're going to have vineyards that you didn't plant. They went to a land flowing with milk and honey that God had given to them. We find that they were feared by other nations. We find that when Solomon was king, the nation's wealth was beyond any other nation. In fact, the queen of Sheba came and she visited Solomon's kingdom. And after visiting and seeing it all, she said, I, this is RDL version, said, I done heard some stories. I'd read some stuff on Facebook about how great it was, but it's even greater than any of the other stories that I had ever read before. God had blessed them, and they had come to that pinnacle in their nation. But the nation after this began to take a downward turn. 
because Solomon began to allow other gods into the land as he took on new wives that were simply for the purpose of making treaties with other nations. He allowed those wives in to bring in their strange gods. And we find that after Solomon's death, Solomon's son took the throne and the kingdom split in two. And then after the splitting of the kingdom, they existed for some years and first the northern kingdom was conquered and then the southern kingdom was conquered. The temple was destroyed. Jerusalem lay in ruins. The people were exiled in the strange lands and they found themselves at rock bottom. Can I remind us today that there are people that find themselves at rock bottom? I don't know where everybody is in your life right now. I know most of you, and I have a general idea of where you are, but I don't know exactly where you are right now. Some of you may have come off one of the most best, wonderful Thanksgivings you've ever had in your life, and I praise God for that. Some of you may be sitting here right now, and you're just kind of at a mediocre spot, or maybe you're here and you feel like you are at one of the lowest points that you have ever been at in your life. Can I remind you today that you're not alone, that you're not the first person that's ever hit rock bottom. Israel at this point had hit rock bottom. Sometimes people find themselves at rock bottom. But you know what? Churches also find themselves at rock bottom as well. There are churches that find themselves, they have a wonderful history and a wonderful past, but because of situations, Situations and circumstances, things have gotten bad. But I came this morning not to talk about the bad part and emphasize the bad part, but really I want to remind you that this is when God loves to bring a message of restoration. When people come to the end of their rope and they realize that they can't do anything on their own to fix it, it is then and there that God loves to step into your situation. When you realize you're not smart enough to fix it, when you realize you don't have the power to fix it, when you realize there's nothing really that you can do on your own, it's then and there that God loves to bring a message of restoration and tell you what you can't do, He can do, and tell you that my God can do anything. I just need to tell somebody here today, God is able to do the impossible in your life. It is at this point Many realize that it's in the hands of Almighty God. I like this. I've always liked this question. Of course, most growing up in church, I've heard so many Sunday school lessons and sermons preached on this and read this. I always like it when I read, when God asks Ezekiel the question, God asks him, he says, can these bones live? And I always like Ezekiel's answer Because he says, Lord, you know. (laughs) Most of y'all here in this 9 o'clock, if you're spiritual enough to get up and come to church at 9 o'clock, y'all probably never been at that place before. But the preacher has. And there's times where I'm just like, Lord, only you know. You see, Ezekiel took the easy way out. He wasn't going to speak it. He didn't jump out there and say, oh, yes, God, whoo, I feel the glory. These bones are going to live again. No, he said, oh, Lord, you know. He's out in this valley, and he's looking at a bunch of dry bones. He's out in a desert. It's, the bones were very dry. 
Come on now, how many of you ever been out in the woods before and you found some old bones before? I mean, they old bones. They they very dry. They, these things are dried up. They're dried up. The mare all the way in the middle, everything is dried up about him. He's standing in this valley. He sees all of these bones just scattered around everywhere. They're dry. And God said, can these bones live? And Ezekiel's like, well, God, you know. You know, I believe sometimes we just don't want to be embarrassed if God doesn't do it. Sometimes we're faced with things. So I'll be honest, as a pastor, I've been faced with things like that. You know, sometimes we get to some pretty big things. This was a huge thing. One more time, can I remind you, this was a valley full of dry bones. This is not like a guy that just died five minutes ago, and maybe we can get the paddles and clear, poof and get him back to life. I mean, these are down to bones. And not even just a, an intact skeleton. Bones that have been scattered out on the desert floor. Bones that have been laying in the sun for who knows how long that are parched and dried. And God says, can these bones live? I don't know about you, but I found myself in that place before. Impossible situations that you're looking at and staring at. And sometimes we become so intimidated. Sometimes we're scared to, to just really get bold and pray for somebody with cancer because what if they don't get healed? I knew it'd get quiet. Sometimes we're scared. We're looking at a situation that seems so big and so impossible. And, 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 and many times God is saying to us, do you believe that these bones can live? Can you look at your impossible situation and believe that this thing can be turned around from dead, dried, parched, bleached by the sun, bones into a living, breathing thing again? That's what God asked Ezekiel, can these bones live? And when God says it, you can count on it. You see, God is still able. We've just got to get ourselves in position for him to be able to do it. Don't you be afraid to say what God says. Don't you be afraid to hold on to the promises of God. I don't know what God has promised you in your life. I don't know what promises he's given you through this word and that you're holding on to, but God sent me on this last Sunday of November not to just rehash some Thanksgiving stuff and not to even start on Christmas, but to go to the valley of dry bones and to remind somebody that may be staring at a mess in your life, staring at something that seems impossible in your life, and remind you that if God said he'll do something he is still able to do it and don't you be afraid to speak to your valley of dry bones and believe that God can breathe life into it again secondly God commanded Ezekiel to prophesy to the bones now I've told you this before I'm tell you this again most of you know it some of you don't the word prophesy, most of the time when we think about prophesying, we think about foretelling, future events. We, want to, we think about the Lord saying to you that in five years this is going to happen and that's going to happen, and that is a part of prophecy. But just as much as there is foretelling, there is forth 
foretelling. Prophecy also means foretelling. And what is foretelling? Foretelling is preaching. Foretelling is when you just continue to say what God has already said. I don't know if you know this or not, but you can be a prophet when you just speak what this book says over your life. God is telling you today that you can prophesy over your situation. I'm not talking about that God's going to get, and he could give you in two years this is going to happen, or, or in four months this is going to happen. That God, I know that God's capable of that foretelling, but I'm talking about you can foretell. All you've got to do is speak what this thing says, what the Word of the living God says over your family, over your children, over your job, over your finances, over your life. You can prophesy, speak what the Word of God says over your life. God told Ezekiel to preach, prophesy to these dead, dry bones. God is telling us today to preach to the people that are dead in sin. Sinners are dead spiritually like dry bones. You know what? It had to have seemed, it had to have seemed crazy to Ezekiel standing out in this valley with all of these dry bones scattered across. And God said, preach, boy. But you know what? Sometimes to us, it seems crazy to talk to people. We live in a world today that is so overrun with the enemy and all of his tricks and all of his schemes. We live in a world today that has been so overcome with sexual confusion with LGBTQ plus things shoved down their minds. and They've had all of these things come to them. We've got people today that are determined that there is no God or there's about 500 gods. It seems to us almost silly, doesn't it? Sometimes it seems like, why are we doing this? Nobody's even listening. It seems like it's a lost cause. But can I just remind you that God said prophesy to those dead, dry bones. People may look at you like you're crazy, and it seems like sometimes you're preaching a dead, dry bone. Maybe you've been witness to a coworker or a family member or a, or a fellow student or somebody that you've come in contact with, and they look at you like you're crazy, and you feel like you are sitting there preaching and talking to a dead, dried-up bone. But God said to Ezekiel, preach, prophesy to those dead, dry bones. And Jesus later on would say, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Isaiah would prophesy in chapter 55 and 11, who shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth? It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which, it, uh, which I please, and it shall prosper in the things whereto I sent it. And then in 1 Corinthians 1 and 21, for after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe i'm just came to challenge somebody today don't you be afraid to open up your mouth don't you be afraid to speak the word of god don't you be afraid to prophesy the word of god and say this is what god said about my situation this is what god said about this sickness this is what god said about my finances this is what god said about my family i'm gonna prophesy even in a valley of dead dry bones He's looking for men and women that will preach and prophesy his word over their situations. The uncompromising word of God. 
And I know you hear me say this over and over, but I'm convinced that as we live in this last days, it is more important than ever. Our Sunday school, our Wednesday night programs, small groups are important because people not only need to be saved, but people need to be discipled. Can I tell you, it concerns me when I hear some of the garbage that preachers are getting up and preaching. I'm not up here to name names or point fingers, but listen, it concerns me when I hear some of the garbage that preachers are out there preaching. It concerns me when people start getting all nervous and start talking about, oh, I don't know about this. We don't need to study. Who needs theology? Who needs doctrine? We all need it. We need to study about God. We need to know doctrine. We need to know what this says. We need the Word of God in our lives. Thirdly, we find that the bones came together. We know in the New Testament we find that the church is referred to as the body of Christ. Scripture tells us that we are, we are fitly joined together. The devil would like nothing better than to take a church that is progressing and moving forward and stir up strife among the people. When you study about the, the history of the church of God, where you can read the, the history of it, when we find that the church of God and the Pentecostal movement thrived under outside persecution, you can read that even right here in the United States of America, the Pentecostal churches were burned down because they were crazy. We find that right here in the United States of America, not that long ago, Preachers that were preaching holiness and preaching the full gospel were thrown into jail. We find that, but that the more that that outside pressure came, the more the church grew, the more the church blossomed. Just look at some statistics in China where that communist government is trying to oppress the church. And the church, the underground church in China, just continues to grow and continues to grow and continues to grow. You see, it is the internal conflict that destroys churches. Jesus said, upon this rock I shall build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Even though hell can't, strife can split a thriving church to pieces. A drought in churches I want you to see this picture because, again, we're seeing bones. And we know Ezekiel was prophesying to Israel. But I believe it translates to the church because the church is the body of Christ. We are fitly joined together. And many times churches find themselves in a time of drought. Many times we find ourselves like dead, dry bones scattered out on the desert floor. We know that in the Scripture, the Holy Spirit is referred to many times as rain. And when there's no outpouring of the Spirit, there becomes a drought. In 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 26, the drought was so bad that a woman boiled and ate her own baby and shared it with another woman. I remind you today that when there is a drought, people begin to eat anything, including other people. 
We find that when we, as the children of God, begin to get fat on flesh, bad things happen. Israel begged for flesh in the wilderness, and God gave them ravens, and they got fat on flesh, and many died. So I tell us today, don't, don't be guilty of eating your brother, your sister, your pastor. Jesus said this. He said, eat my flesh and drink my blood. Look it up if you don't believe it. You see, when we eat each other, we die. But when we eat Jesus, the word of God, we are nourished and we live. Psalm 133 and 1, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Deuteronomy 32 and 30, One can put a thousand to flight, but two can put ten thousand to flight. You say, what are you talking about? I just need to remind us this morning throughout this story that God is telling us that everything may seem impossible. It may be so fractured and pulled apart and scattered out and dried up that it seems like there's no hope. But God, thank God, he gives us a message of hope that God said prophesy to the dead, dry bones, and what began to happen? The Bible said that the bones began to come together. The foot bone connected to the ankle bone. The ankle bone connected to the leg bone. The leg bone connected to the hip bone. Come on, somebody. The spine connected to the head. The arms connected to the shoulder. Stuff started coming together. And the Bible said that there was a noise, that there was a noise. I prophesied, and there was a shaking, and the bones came together. There's a similar passage in the New Testament, in the book of Acts chapter 2 where the Bible said the Holy Ghost they were in the upper room and they began to pray and tarry and suddenly there came a sound from heaven like as of a rushing mighty wind. Can I just tell you today I've come today to prophesy again. I've come to prophesy to Starkville Church of God and say I'm believing that bones are going to come together. I'm believing that bones are going to come back together. Flesh is going to come upon them and it doesn't just stop there that the wind of the Holy Spirit is going to blow in afresh and anew and will stand up like a mighty army again and be the people God has called us to be. Stand with me if you will please this morning. Wherever you're at, whatever you're going through, no matter how impossible it may seem, you may be like Ezekiel staring at a valley full of dry, dead bones. Your finances may be in such a wreck and shambles that you say, there's no way I could ever get out of this in my life. Prophesy to some dry bones. Your doctor may have told you that your health is just cancer or something incurable or you're never going to get over this. It's you're just going to live with this the rest of your life. Prophesy to some dead dry bones. Your children, your grandchildren may have gotten themselves into such a mess in their lives that it seems like there's no way out. I came to tell somebody, prophesy to some dead dry bones. And I believe there's still a God in heaven that can bring bones together, put the tendons back in, cover them again with muscle and flesh, and then Breathe in the breath of life.
Church, I believe God's already done it here. God wasn't done with Starkville Church of God. Like all churches, we've been through some highs and been through some lows. But I don't believe God's finished. I'm going to keep on prophesying. I'm going to keep on prophesying to the wind and say, let the wind let the wind of the Holy Ghost continue to blow into this church. Come on, would you just lift your hands with me right now? Would you just begin to prophesy and just say, Lord, let the wind blow. Let the wind of the Holy Ghost blow again in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the wind of the Holy Ghost blow in to this place again. Let the wind blow into my life again. Let the wind blow into my family again. Let the wind blow into my situation again. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Here's what I want to do before we get out of here. I wonder if you're here. And maybe you've got a valley of dry bones. You need God to do something that seems nearly impossible. And you want us to pray and believe with you. As always, I'm not going to ask you what it is. I'm not going to stick a microphone in your mouth. This is between you and God. I'm just going to believe with you for the impossible here today. Before we leave here in this place, I'm going to let them sing through this a couple times. And if you're here and you say, Pastor, would you disagree with me? I need God to do something impossible in my life. Would you just step out right now of where you're at? Would you just step out of where you're at and come and find a place in this altar right now? You say, I need some bones to come back to you. I need some dead, dry bones. I need some impossible-looking things to happen in my life. These altars are open as they begin to sing right now. Go ahead and sing it. They sing. You said it, I believe it. Anybody else? Come on. Come on. These altars are open right now. You need God to do the impossible. You need God to step in and put some dry bones back together. You need the wind of the Holy Ghost to blow into your situation. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. Can I get some praying folks to come and help me pray with these? You know, I don't ask a minute. Just come and believe with them. Just pray that God would put bones back together. Pray that the wind would begin to blow. Come on, just come and pray with me if you would this morning. Yes, he said it. Thanks for listening to our podcast. To find out more about us, follow us on social media at StarkvilleCOG. Special thanks to those who generously support this ministry. If you would like to give, visit us at StarkvilleCOG.com forward slash give. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.